Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, welcome back to episode 152 Drunk Brothers Podcast, presented by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Uh, episode 150, so kind of a pretty big one, 150 of these things. We've been going for, shit, three and a half years now. Um, kind of crazy to think about. Three? three and a half. I think they started in 2018, right? 2019. Sure. Yeah, 2018. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, episode 150. It's a pretty big milestone. Um, that was big when we hit 50 and we hit 100, so... Here we are, uh, coming off of potentially what everybody is calling the best weekend of football ever, which I, would, uh, I agree. It was very good. Um, every single play came down to, or every single game came down to a last second score uh, to end it. I guess we can we can talk about the the most recent game that happened first, uh, which kind of left a bad taste. In my mouth, for sure, uh, especially over a couple days. Not only the fact of the outcome, because we bet the Bills, we wanted the Bills to win, but just the frustration and the ending alone, and how you can let that happen is absurd. Yeah, I just want to go. We just want to go on record and say, like, no, like the the Chiefs. As much as it pains me to say, they they deserve that win because the Bills did not did not deserve to win. Uh, the, no. Yeah, so everyone's saying that. The coin flipped the side of the game. No, no, it didn't. You had 13 seconds. You let the you let the Chiefs go 40 yards in 13 seconds to kick a game-tying field goal to force overtime. That was your quote-unquote coin flip. It did not come down to coin flip. I know Josh Allen came and said that if they would have won the coin flip, they would be the one celebrating. Probably so. Probably so because both defenses were tired. Both defenses were gassed. But guess what? At the end of the day, blame your fucking defense. Blame your defensive coordinator. Leslie Frazier lost you that game. Not yep. the coin flip. I would say it's a it's a combination of both the defensive coordinator and the players as well. At some point, you got to. I mean, you just got to be out there and realize uh, you just got to cover your man. That's just horrible. I will never understand it. And we talk about it time and time again. Prevent defense. It never works. Never works. Never has. Never will work. And people saying, "Oh, that's too much time left on the clock for Patrick Mahomes." Shut the fuck up. Anyone could have made those throws. They were wide open. Wide open. Uh, I will say though. I will say Travis Kelsey apparently ran an audible route, the seam route, when he wasn't. Oh, so he to. ran to he ran to the open field, like what exactly, any ex- any talented person would do. Well, anybody with a football IQ, a lot of a lot of players would have stuck to their route. So I will I will give Travis Kelsey props as much as that pains me to say that as well. To running to the open spot of the field, getting down the Bills defenders covering the sidelines like like like, like the Chiefs didn't have three timeouts. And like I said, prevent defense doesn't work. You can fucking play that on both sides of the coin. The Chiefs played prevent defense after they let up the let up uh, after they scored the go ahead touchdown. They played prevent defense that allowed the Bills to go down and score, 
the game tying touchdown. So that's don't, or, or I the don't go ahead touchdown. Hey, let's let up yards, and maybe that's going to be equivalent to them. Like, not, I don't, I just don't understand. Like, they're going to get down the field and fast if you just keep letting up chunk yardage plays, especially when it's not hard to complete passes. Like, defensive linemen don't have a pass rush, they just sit there and kind of like maintain. And I'm like, what do you, you're letting them have all day and you're letting the receivers just run around. That's not going to work. It's, yeah, they, the, the defensive linemen play. Uh, QB contain a lot of times what it seems like uh, on the, on those prevent defenses. Um, I don't get it. That game was still amazing. The uh, I thought the Bills had it for sure when there's a minute something left, and then Tyree Kill bust off that big play. I mean, which God, we can talk about it. Not to be a wine bag, but I don't know how how you're going to call taunting and not call taunting on that play. I don't. I don't. I don't play. hate. I don't hate it. I mean, it's the last two minutes of the game. Let let, let the game play out. Unless you're going to be flipping somebody off or cussing out a ref because Tom Brady got an unsportsmanlike penalty or taunting call, I guess, for cussing out a ref. And Dominican Sue got one for pointing in Matt Stafford's face and cussing at him. Well, like, so, that's a, that was a very, very soft call on Dominican Sue if you're not going to call the same thing on Tyreek Hill. He does it all the time. I I I don't give a shit if you're gonna bitch about Swan Sports like penalties, then you're you're a pansy ass. That's my opinion. If you're gonna be a Bills stand, the, the touchdown still would have counted. Right. Yeah. It just would have been. It was just been enforced on the kickoff, so it wouldn't have mattered. If they I think that's just the premise of, of the of the penalty. Yeah. Um, I, I saw everyone saying that on social media. I'm like, what? What do you? They weren't gonna take away the touchdown. Like that's still a fucking touchdown. No. Yeah. I agree. Um. There was another thing what I was going to say. Oh, going back to the the overtime rules and everyone. Like, I'm so over it. You know the rules. You know what you got to do to win the game. And the Bills had the game won, like Jarrett already said. Uh, so that's zero excuse at all. It's like, oh, we lost on a coin flip. Uh, but if we are going to talk about some alternatives or some overtime rules, ESPN NFL posted this thing today of Bill Barnwell's alternative to the NFL's current overtime rules. Do you want to hear some of them? Yeah. I mean, I can, but I don't think it's going to change my mind. Oh, I don't think so either. It's just, I just, yeah. So the first one that he, I guess has an alternative to is to assign the possession, the first possession in overtime uh, at the pregame coin toss. So, like, if it were to go to overtime, you'd know beforehand. So, there's – I thought that how, was a shitty one. But how, how would that work, though? Because that, that, that determines who gets it at halftime. But then, I guess, the next – then after that. So, like, if you win, so, if you win the opening coin toss and you defer, that means you get it in the second half. But your but you're base that, – so, that would change a lot of, like, pregame tosses, too. Like, hey, if this game has pistol go to overtime, if I'm deferring to the second half – to where I received the second half kick, that means in, if we go to overtime, I'm going to give it back to the other team first. Right. So that would change a lot of a lot of. I I hate no no team ever chooses the receiver kick anymore. Like since no. when did defer when did defer come a thing? Like you're going to defer to them and they're going to fucking choose to kick it to you? No. Yeah, I, it's, it's, I think it's been like in recent years that that was a an option. Uh, another one, obviously, is to play out the full 15 minute overtime. Whatever. 
Um, so, I mean, I guess that would be similar to hockey overtime in no hockey overtime. You score, you score, it's over on oh, the playoffs. No score, it's over. Oh yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But yeah, I guess so. I was just going off of like full regulation time. Um, here's a good one. I kind of like this play to eight points. So the coin toss winner gets to go down. They score a touchdown. They got to get a two point conversion to win. If they score a touchdown, don't get a two point conversion. The other team gets the ball. And if they, and then let's see if that team goes down and scores a touchdown, doesn't get it. Then all they have to do is kick a field goal. Yeah. It's basically like giving the other, all that's doing is ensuring the other team get, get gets a shot. If you score a touchdown first, almost, or right. I guess even if you had got the ball first, didn't score it to punt it away. The other team scores a touchdown. They don't get it. You can get the ball back, score a touchdown, get a two-point conversion. I do like that a lot. And then this one's different. Spot and choose. One team gets to choose the yard line from which overtime will begin. The other team gets to decide whether it will begin on offense or defense. That's way too complicated because you're going to have some teams that will like teams like the Chiefs or – Teams that have a good offense, like fuck it, we'll just or a good kicker, like fuck it, dude, we'll take we'll take it from the fifty yard line or the forty five yard line. If we can get seven to eight yards, we at least got a field goal there. And if they and then if they chose that and their team chose you know to go on offense first, you're like my our defense should be good enough to get a sack or push them back. The best one is is that all four of them? Yeah. The best one there is the good first one to eight points. If I had to rank those and like how I would prefer that, prefer them to, if they're going to change it. Here's my problem: if they're going to change it in playoffs. It's got to be the same as as regular season. That's what I don't like about about playoff hockey, where playoff hockey it's five on five, and in the regular season it's three on three. I get what you're trying to do, um, but in NBA and MLB and the other two and other two of the four major sports. Well, the MLB had just changed it recently. I think they're going back, but they had the man on second. But it was the same from the regular season to the postseason, though. Okay, yeah, that's true. Like it's there's no change. Like hockey and football are the only ones that change. So if you're going to change it, make it to where it's the same in regular season and postseason, so that way we get rid of fucking ties. If we got rid of ties, the we got rid of ties. I don't know if the Pittsburgh Steelers would have been in the playoffs this year. So, which would have been um, good for everybody? Yeah, if I had to rank those, it's first one to eight points, or play at the full fifteen minutes, then choose the yard line thing. I don't like the coin toss thing, although that would change how teams would choose if they won the opening coin toss. You might choose to kick first, then, or or get the ball first, then. Yeah, you'd get the ball first. Yeah, but it's it's definitely different. At the end of the day, you know the rules. You know they've been there; they've been in place forever. You can't complain about it. I saw people, so many people were complaining. Oh, well, there's another quarterback that didn't get the ball in his hands in overtime. Well, there's 13 seconds left in the game and they let up a drive. I mean, I've never seen anything like that before. And it was just so frustrating. I thought it was over. I thought it was over. over. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone did. Any fucking Chiefs fan, if you can look me in the fucking face and say that you did not think it was over. I'm going to call you a bold-faced liar, a fucking cocksucker right to your face. <laughs> I'm going to call you a cocksucking liar because that's that's what you are. If I don't care who it is. I don't care if you have fucking 
Joe Montana or Dan Marino with the fucking best wide achieving core of all time. You had like a Madden Ultimate team in that scenario. I would I would be like, it's over. It's it's done. I don't know. I think Nick Wright might have had some confidence. I I would love to get in a fucking steel cage death match with that guy. <laughs> Uh, Cyrus, Cyrus, no, Cyrus he's hates the him. worst. Yeah, yeah, what, he's what, awful. He's impossible to listen to. What makes it even worse is he he's like a big LeBron guy too, and I'm like, dude, just shut the fuck up, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> he does he does himself no favors. Uh, it was and he has most. He has, I want to hit him. Yeah, it would say the most annoying punchable face in the world. So if Nick Wright, if you somehow <laughs> hear this. I'm challenging you to rough and rowdy fight. Let's fucking let's let's get down. <laughs> fucking oh, pummel that's that so awesome. I'd love it. Uh let's move on to the next game. Uh they'll do a game earlier that day, so we'll go in reverse. The Rams and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is what I was worried of for the Bucs uh all season long. They're slow starts, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, this is uh the the Bucks slow starts. I thought both the teams that on from Sunday the Chiefs are also notorious for slow starts, and they did get a slow start, but they turn it around. But the Bucks, same thing: slow starts and just not getting clicking on offense till the fourth quarter. And it gets a good team like the LA Rams. You, again, pains me as hell. Pains me to say that as well. You can't, you can't get out to that that slow of a start, especially with the pass rush. Not with their once, offense, they have. Yeah, well, that and their defense. Like once you get, once that defense starts playing with a lead, Jalen Ramsey gets swagger. Aaron Donald gets swagger. Ashawn Robinson, all all those pass rushers, it's silver. And you have a slow guy like Tom Brady. They tried to give him the game. Granted, should I say Cam Akers tried to give him the game? That motherfucker was on my shit list forever. Dude. That Florida State piece of piece of garbage. Um, Me and Jarrett had uh, Cam Akers over on rushing yards, which was forty eight and a half. And that last run he had where he fumbled the ball. The initial it's so weird on fumbles too, because I guarantee you that gets screwed somewhere. He had it. Like, like when when he first fumbled it and they ruled a fumble, I looked on the ESPN app and he had 49 yards. I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah. And then they took it back away from like where he lost possession. But you never really know. It, at the same time, they're like, what's it matter? They don't care. It just so happened to fall a half a yard short. Uh whereas if he would have got tackled and not fumbled the ball, he would have gotten 49, maybe 50. Yeah. So it was, it was bad. But he fumbled it, twice. Allowed. He fumbled twice on Sunday. Yeah. A lot of Tom Brady and them to come back and then their defense, which lost them the game the whole time, just like the Bills. They they weren't even playing prevent. They just got burnt over the top. Antoine Winfield, the guy who gave Tyreek Hill the peace sign last year in the Super Bowl, got roasted. Got absolutely roasted. I mean, Cooper Cup didn't run a didn't run a complex route. I mean, it should he have been a touchdown. He ran a simple seam route up the middle. Antoine Winfield's athletic enough to catch him. Um, I mean, that's just the Bucks deserve to lose that game in every every way, shape, form. They didn't even deserve to come back into. They would not have been no. in that game if it were not for. Because the, the let's not forget the Rams would have scored before the half if Cam Akers didn't fumble that right next to the goal line. So, I also wanted to point that out about the Chiefs game. Bills fans crying about that. They never should have been in it because the most one of the most automatic kickers all year long missed an extra point and an easy field goal. So the Chiefs should have had an additional four points. The Bills should never have a shot to even go to overtime. If you want to, actually, if you want to be real 
honest about it. The Bucks should have never been in that situation. They should have been winning. If Bruce Arians posts up and kicks a damn field goal, they went for it twice on fourth down. There was in field goal territory. And you have Ryan Suckup. Yeah, it's not like Ryan Suckup's a, a trash kicker either. He had missed the field goal earlier in the day, but I still think they were just going for touchdowns at that point because they were down by like 20. But like you post up, kick those field goals, you're up by six at the end. Yeah. Kind of crazy you think about. Um, it is. So, yeah. So I that mean, one didn't go our way either because why? Well, I, like I, I bet Rams. I didn't want to, but I had a feeling that they were going to beat them just because of their pass rush. But I, I did bet there. I also bet the under, and that didn't hit. So, fuck it. Um, there we go. Moving on to the day before the night game, San Francisco and Green Bay. I told you, and I've said it all year long, that I did not think Green Bay was that big of a threat in the playoffs. And it sure as shit didn't happen. There's a funny clip from Aaron Rodgers that's circulating on TikTok and Twitter today. It was from the 2019 NFC Championship game when they lost to the Niners, when the Niners went to the Super Bowl. He's like, we got we got to get home field advantage these games because that year the Niners had home field advantage in the playoffs. He was like, we got to get home field advantage these games. He goes, these guys come in, they play in Green Bay, the frozen tundra. They're not going to win those games. And then it cuts to a clip of Robbie Gould kick, kicking the game-winning field goal. It's just like, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like. I don't know if it's the offense, but Rodgers seems to not show up in big moments. He's great all year long. Dude's only won one Super Bowl, though. And people are claiming that the reason why he won that Super Bowl is because the Bears. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen, if you're still living with bladder accidents, stop. It's time to get your life back. I was just like you until I found real relief with Axonics Therapy. It's not a pill or a pad. It's a clinically proven advanced treatment. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Jay Cutler got hurt. And also the Bears had an awesome defense and then their offense could do shit. So I don't know, man, like you're looking at Aaron Rodgers body of work. Like, is he, I mean, he's a great quarterback, but is he an all time great? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he never, never seems to be able to pull the trigger in the most clutch moments. I don't know if it's Aaron, surely it's not Aaron Rodgers, but the Packers have seven uh, playoff losses in Lambeau, which is not very like good. All time or like the last like decade. I, I don't know all time. I I don't know the stat off the top of my head. I just remember hearing seven playoff losses in Lambeau. Well, he's which, also they're also zero and four against the Niners in the in the playoffs in the last since since Rogers been drafted. So I mean, either way, he was horrible. He's horrible, terrible, terrible. Couldn't get I mean, anything going. That was a boring ass game. They still should have won it if their special teams would have showed up. Man. Yeah, that it was rough. It it pains me to say that uh, I don't know what's if Jimmy G is going to be able to do enough against the Rams, but he is. I think what is it has a nine and two record when he doesn't score a touchdown or he doesn't throw a touchdown. Yeah, which is crazy. 
Um, I think their defense is just so incredible. So fucking good. That I think that they stay in a shot against the Rams this weekend. Um, and I just, I love Jimmy G, man. I do too. I mean, he's, he's not, he's not great. I mean, he's not like, I don't love him. No, he's not, but he gets wins. Yeah. I love him because of how he carries himself and no homo. He's a handsome looking motherfucker. Like I'm just going (laughs) to come out and say it. Dude, he's got, he's he's getting some silver Fox action going on. I know. Right. Well, he's got some gray hair. Being a quarterback in the NFL can't be the, uh, the most stress-free job out there. Um, but here's what I'm going to say about, about that game. The last two games really we just talked about, both NFC games, you're saying came down to special teams. And that is like – I think we all as football fans overlook how important special teams are in winning football games. The Bucks choosing not to kick a field goal. Ryan Suckup missing a field goal. Fuck, Matt Gay missed one and allowed – if Matt Gay makes that 47-yarder, goddamn, get in the weight room, first of all. Second of all, yeah. if you make that field goal, that whenever the Bucks get the ball back at the end, who gives a shit? They're down by 10 instead of 7. And for the Packers, they had a blocked field goal and they had a blocked punt. Right? They're, they're the ones with, with, with the blocked field goal, correct? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So that's – your. I mean, in the block, well, their special team has been a blunder all year long. Yeah. It's a miracle that they, they were even, I mean, it's, it's crazy to say, but it's a miracle. They're even as good as what they were because how bad their special teams is. Cause they lost them games. Yeah. Literally regular they, lost season. Them, they lost in this game. The special teams were awful. Terrible. Yeah. Um, last one we'll touch on Tennessee, Cincinnati. I'm a, I am going to call myself a gigantic pussy for not betting on Cincinnati money line because I knew they were going to win this game because Tennessee's not good. Ryan Tannehill's not a good quarterback. And anyone who said they said that he was and could get it done can eat a big bag of shit. Yep. I mean, you get at, at least nine from what we had saw. Nine sacks in a game and, and lose the game is pretty incredible. Um I mean, the bang, talk about another defense that's just stepped up like crazy. The Bengals God, stepped damn. up, pretty much shut Derrick Henry down. I mean, not to say they made him irrelevant, but they really, really, really minimized him in this game. I, uh, I'm not the biggest Bengals fan. I shit on the Bengals all year long. I'm not the biggest Joe Burrow fan. His and his offensive line is still dog shit. Yeah, um, but if he can beat the Chiefs, I. And I'm, I'll say it right now: If Joe Burrow can go on Arrowhead and the Bengals can beat the Chiefs this weekend, I will never say another bad word about him ever again. I, I promise. I will never talk shit on him ever again. I'll point out if he has a bad performance, I'll be or loses me money, I'll be like, you know, fuck you. But I will never doubt his ability ever again. Yeah, man. I mean, you honestly can't. I mean, if if if. If he does it, and I really hope he does, because he's the one person keeping us from seeing fucking Brittany, fucking whatever her name is, and Jackson Mahomes on their bullshit. Um, but I think they can do it. I mean, they did it three weeks ago. They've already done it once. And don't everyone's saying, oh, Kansas City wasn't wasn't trying those week 17. Y'all hadn't won the division yet. Yeah, bullshit. Don't tell me, they were trying. Don't tell me you weren't trying. Fucking get the fuck out of here. Um, it's just like after after that game with the Bills, now all the cocky Chiefs fans are out. And it's 
It may, it, that's what makes me even more mad is the fact that they, they are going in this weekend and they are thinking it's a win. They're like, I mean, oh, you're going to kill you. You go to four. I will say this. If you go to four straight AFC championship games, you deserve to be a little cocky. I completely understand it. It's how you be cocky. And I have a couple of friends who are Chiefs fans who are carrying themselves in not the correct way. Won't say any names. It's one of them is not Cyrus. Cyrus has always been very humble in victory and defeat. Um, but what I will say is don't count the Bengals. They are playing like they're winning the close games, and that's what matters. Like that's that was been that's been the well, the stat was on the Bills. Every single game they won this year was by fucking double digits. They lost all of their close games. The Bengals have won close games. They beat the Raiders by a field goal. They beat the Titans by a field goal. If the Bengals are in it, come the fourth quarter by less than a score. I think they'll I think they'll, they'll end up pulling it out. Here's my thing with the Bengals going into this weekend. Uh gotta they're going to have got to get also you you got to get Joe Mixon going. I th- yeah, that you got to get the you got to put the ball in the end zone. They have yeah. kicked way too many red zone or 30 yards and in even field goals in this last two games like way too many. You get inside the 30 yard line, kicking a field goal, you know like once or twice is fine. You gotta, you gotta get in the end zone more. Have to. I think, I think Zach Taylor will go for it more on like maybe fourth and shorts, like fourth and threes, fourth and fours, closer know, to the though, end zone. You have but three, no, listen, three points. But he knows, he knows that field goals will not be the Chiefs. He knew that field goals would beat the Titans. He knew that field goals would beat the Raiders. He knows they're not going to be the Chiefs. Maybe, depends, maybe, maybe, maybe it depends on the situation, though. Yeah, maybe not to start, but I think he I will say though, Evan McPherson. God damn, is ice in his veils. Which is crazy though, because now you got to think um, of the three of three of the four teams left. If there's a last second field goal, I think it's damn near guaranteed. Outside of Matt Gay, who has been pretty decent most of the year, we just found out this past weekend that he has a midget leg. Uh, Harrison Bucker has some fucking boogies in him now, man. I mean, kickers are a head case. He missed some easy ones. He missed. But he was doing, Gould's always been good. Yeah, he was fucking. After he missed that, after he missed a couple, Bucker started doing taking his hand and like lining him up. I'm like, not a great look. Not a great look. And yeah, what's up with was. Bucker wearing wearing the double gloves? Like, who, are you fucking Kurt Warner? Like, come on. I don't know when when in a situation he would need to wear gloves. Yeah. So this past weekend of football was was great. Honestly, we had to talk about it a little bit longer because, like Travis said, on top of the show. It was quoted as one of the best weekends of football in all time. And in my re- recent memory, I honestly think I will always remember this weekend of football. Like, that was amazing. I really hope these championship games live up to it. We'll talk about those. Uh, before we talk about those, though, let's, let's hit on some hot topics. First one, just announced today, Sean Payton decides he's stepping away from the Saints. Asking you right now, Travis, do you think is hundred? do you think he's a 100% done with football? No. He'll be back now. He's still under contract. You think someone because you could trade for him right now. So if someone wanted to interview and hire him, you have to trade for him. Could like the Patriots traded for Bill Belichick. No, I think he's like doing it for. I don't. I think if he comes back, it'll be with the Saints within like a couple within like a year or two. If it's any longer than that, I think it'll be with another team. But I think he's like stepping away to like spend time with his family and just take time away, which I don't blame him because he's looking pretty rough. Yeah. He's I mean, looking he, stressed out. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I saw this guy on TikTok talk about it. He was saying um, how he doesn't blame them because they are $64 million over the cap and they don't have a franchise quarterback. So if Sean Payton walks away from the Saints and Tom Brady ends up retiring from the Bucks, which is the next question, do you think Tom Brady's done? He really – and the way he talked, he, he sounded like he was he was done. They're saying, though, at the beginning of the game uh, on – what was that, Sunday? Mm-hmm. They were saying, like, uh, you know, they, I guess they interviewed him before the game and how it just kind of depended on how the game went and where things went. I don't think he's done. They definitely made it seem like he was coming back regardless in the preview. Like the He's going to be 45 pre-game. next year, though, man. I mean, he's not. He was he's an MVP candidate. Yeah. In my eyes, I think he should win the MVP over Aaron Rodgers, but that's a different story at 44, and he's damn near should have won the MVP. Yeah, but I mean, how old are his kids? You know, how much of his how much of their lives has he missed if he keeps playing? Like like you just said, but with Sean Payton wanting to spend more time with his family, like how much time outside of football do you sacrifice whenever you're you're playing like to be to play at that high of a level? Like how much? Like you you got to be involved day in day out. Even right now, like if Tom Brady wants to come back, he's probably fucking thinking about next season. You know, so I don't know. Like I could I could see him walking away. If he does, the NFC South is going to be very interesting next year. Very interesting. Does that means does that mean Bruce Arians walks away? What's going to happen Bruce to the Arians. Saints? Yeah, I mean that I mean, whole division could be wide open. My wife was like, she goes, on Sunday we're watching that game. She goes, he does not look good. Like talking about Bruce Aaron, she goes, his face is really red. I'm like, yeah, he had to walk away from football because he's going to have a heart attack, and now he came back and he looks like he's about to have another one. So he's He's I, got some issues going on with him. Uh, not crediting, you know, fully to a, Antonio Brown's stories about him kicking him or whatever he did. But I don't know if – I guess that was – I think that was last week whenever – He punches, yeah. Was it – yeah, I don't know if it was Jamil Dean or who it was, but he like punched him in the head, and it wasn't like a good punch after he made like a big play. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you okay? He got he got fined for that. He got fined fifty thousand dollars for that. Yeah, he's he's looking a little rough. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you there. So Travis doesn't think Brady's retiring. I could see it happening. We shall see. Um, here's a here's another one for us to talk about: Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I can go ahead and come out and say neither of them will be will be Packers next year. No way. No way. Uh, if if Aaron Rodgers isn't a Packer, he's going to retire. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. Really, I, I I wholeheartedly believe that. I don't. I just don't know where he'd go. Indy. I I don't think he's talked all that smack the last couple of years and hasn't went anywhere. Hasn't demanded a trade anywhere. Devontae Adams now, on the other hand. He's a free agent. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The thing with me about the Packers is like, why would you why would you want to go somewhere? Where are you gonna go? A contender? You're just the fucking one seed in the NFC. Where are you gonna go? Where do you wanna go? If Aaron, Aaron Rodgers for Aaron Rodgers, where could he go? And immediately put himself on a team where he would be not just a playoff team, but a contender for the Super Bowl. Where? That needs him. 
I know I, I've racked my brain around this a hundred different times, and the only there's the no only, the only landing spot I can think of is the fucking is. But he's in. He's already in an easy division. I was going to say the Indianapolis Colts because they're in an easy division, in the AFC South. But but I think they have Carson Wentz still. They traded a first round pick for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, I think, is going to be gone. I don't know what his contract looks like, but I don't think he's going to be there. Very. I don't think you're going to trade a first round pick for him and then kind of like get rid of him after one year. I think at least one more year. I mean, Miami is always a possibility for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, going down to to, to that to that warm weather. Um, you gotta think of teams like the freaking, uh, God damn it. I'm, I can't, I'm drawing a blank right now. I mean, the Steelers, the Steelers. Yeah. Why would he want to go to the Steelers though? Historic franchise, but so is green Bay. I mean, historic franchise, good defense, TJ Watts on your side. You got tons of weapons with Juju and Claypool and, Deontay Johnson, you got a good running back, and Najee Harris, a good young running back. But you have all that in Green Bay, so I understand what you're saying. But you're also going to play for Mike Tomlin. So I, I, I don't know. Like I can see what you're saying. Devontae Adams, though, if, if Aaron Rodgers walks away from the game, I think Devontae Adams is gone from Green Bay regardless. They can't afford him. That's what I think. It's just crazy. Yeah, he did. And, you know, they have two running backs they're painted. They're going to pay A.J. Dillon a ton of money. But I'm just like, you would never see this happen with any other team. Like, who, I guess, okay, Tom Brady, but if he left, he would retire. Uh, who's the next best team? That'd be like Dak uh, just leaving whenever they're a good team. Like, just leaving just to leave. You don't think Devontae like getting will, mad. Like, but if, if, if Rodgers stays, you, th- you think Devontae comes back? I would think so. But if he if Rogers retires or leaves, I don't think he'll leave. But if he retires, I think Devontae walks too. Okay, I think it's so a, they're say, a package deal. So let's say Rogers walks away from the game. Where do you see that? Where's where's a good landing spot for Devontae Adams? Like if you're Devontae Adams, like where where do you want to go play? Where's he from? Uh, yeah, that, that that is something we've seen a lot more lately. Is players wanting to go play closer to home. Or, or or even where they where they went to college. Obviously, you're uh, not going to see that with Aaron Rodgers because he hates his whole family. But yeah, uh, he uh, <laughs> he went to Fresno, Cal State, Cal State Fresno. Fre, fre, no, sorry, fre, Fresno State. He's from Palo Alto, California, so the Bay Area. So I don't think the Niners are going to get him. No, but that'd be insane, uh, especially going to a team that just beat you. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be pretty like crazy. That, I don't think they like, can afford him. Like that, like that kid from Georgia who just transferred to Bama, Pickens. Pick, it wasn't Pickens. It was someone else. Oh, anyway, um, landing spots for Devontae Adams, Chicago. But you do you, you want to go to a division rival? It's going to be a team going to have to fork up a lot of money uh, to get him. I can maybe uh, I know, see the Chargers. I know, I, know, I know. I know a certain team down south that has that has the most the most cap space in the NFL. Yes, we do. Don't know if you'd want to play for Tua, but uh, the team that's fourth in cap space is the Chargers. Could see wanting to play in a brand new, nice stadium. But alongside Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, 
I don't know. I think Mike Williams might be a Mike Williams might be a free agent too. But still, um, you, so you, you want to play one. alongside Keenan Allen, your your target share is automatically dipping because Justin Herbert loves him and already has a very very good relationship with him. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shopify presents Cool Sheets from AHA to Lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment, bedsheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bedsheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. The Colts. Yeah. There you go. Rodgers and Devontae Adams to, to the Colts. Both Colts the Colts. I don't know all that. Other than that, I mean, there's really not that not many good teams that have a big salary cap. The Jags, I mean, if he wants to go to Jacksonville and play with Trevor Lawrence, who knows? He would be the guy there, though. The guy. He'd be the guy anywhere he went. Especially the Colts have nobody. Anyone who calls Michael Pittman a number one guy is crazy to me. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And as but, much as I love Jalen Waddle, like he's not that deep threat like 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 Devonte Adams is. He can't you can't beat him over the top. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Last and last thing we'll touch on, we'll talk about conference championship games after this. Who do you? We have what five or six head coaching vacancies in the NFL right now. Um, no one's hired one yet. Who do you think is going to be the first one to hire one? Uh, I think it will probably be the Giants because they got a GM first. I think so too. Oh, the the Bears just hired a GM today too. They did, but I think the Giants got one last week. So I think, and the Giants are heavily involved with Brian Dable, and he just got bounced out of the playoffs, so now he's free to go. Um, Giants is they can have him after that first uh, first football last weekend. Yeah, I mean seriously, he looked bad. The Giants, I don't, I don't hate that decision. I'm surprised teams like Jacksonville or uh, now Byron left, which is is a free man. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people wait till teams get their season finished. Yeah, and up until this weekend, you had, uh, and still this people in the playoffs, but McDaniel's, Bienemy, Dayball, um, Leftwich. Leftwich. And then last uh, weekend you had Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn that were big ones. So like all these people the, are in the playoffs. You got the defensive coordinator. Leslie Frazier's been one. You got the defensive coordinator in Tampa Bay. Oh, 
Fucking no. Light him on fire. I would never hire him after last week. Never. So the bear the Bears have their second interview with Dan Quinn this week. That'd be hilarious if he went to that's a terrible fit. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it right now. I mean it's a it's a good fit considering that they have been like defensive minded the last couple of years and that's what got them to the playoffs. I don't know if you want to focus more on defense for them or offense because because they're struggling offense. That'd be like if I would be mad if like the Dolphins hired Dan Quinn because it's like O'Brien Flores, probably the best defensive minded. Do you think Flo? Do you think Flo gets another head coaching job? No, really. There's too many other good candidates out there that have proved themselves, and Flores didn't. I think he'll get a defensive coordinator position somewhere. What do you think about the rumors that Vance Joseph is the favorite to land the job in Miami? I think it's bullshit, but I think I'd go jump in the ocean to let a shark eat me. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying the Giants? I, I don't disagree with that because they they've had an established GM. If it's not the Giants, it's going to be Chicago for for me, like for for the next team that hires one. So those are our little hot topics. Now let's talk about conference championship weekend. Uh, before we talk about the betting aspect of it, because obviously. If you're not new, if you're new to Two Drunk Brothers in a podcast, and you listen this far, you know we're a big gambling podcast. Granted, we don't always win, but we always give you interesting lines to think about. Before we talk about that, I want to ask you one question: Do you think we kind of already touched on this? These underdogs. Do you think that both of them have a shot to win to, to win this weekend? I think both of them have a very good shot to win. Okay. Any any particular to particular reason why, or just? Just a gut feeling. Uh, I mean, if if both team like both teams have to have good games, obviously, but there are there are flaws in both in both underdogs' games that if they can overcome that flaw, I think they win. But and there's one for each team that we can that I'll have to talk about. Other right, than that, want, I mean, I just you, want talk, like they, you want to talk about that now? Like, what 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 are those flaws? For let's start with the Niners. What what is in the, what is in that Niners flaw? The Niners' flaw would be, I mean, really just stick into a game plan because I feel like each week they'll mix it up, which this last week they really fucked it up. The week before, they ran the ball down their their opposing team's throat. Uh, And I know it all depends on the team you're playing, but they really, like, didn't go as run-heavy against the Packers whenever it was working really well against the Cowboys. Um, Which was weird because the Packers have a notoriously bad run defense and have all year. Now at the Rams it's different. The Rams have the fifth best run defense in the league. So Right. But uh I feel like they're just gonna have to they're gonna have to get more creative with their play calls, especially when you think about the fact that Jimmy G is not the guy that moves the ball down the field like really quick and efficiently. Yeah. Uh so that that is the thing for me is just getting the ball going on offense. I don't have a problem about their defense. No, I think as either. long as I think as long as they limit and are able to cover Cooper Cup. To an extent, I think they're fine. Now the Bengals, this is a, there's one problem for them for me, just one, and it's the pass rush, defending the pass rush. If they can let Joe Burrow get sacked less than five times, I think they win the game. Really, less than five. I do. Less so the key five. number. So if you're if you're a Chiefs fan, if you get, if you get to that five, the, if you get five sacks in the game, you're winning. I think so, because which he has all the weapons the, in the world. It's not an easy pass rush to defend. Frank Clark, um, the guy and that's that got, my thing. 
the guy they got from st- the Steelers for basically nothing. Um, Melvin Ingram. Yeah, Jesus. He, uh, he, and then, he tore it up on Sunday. Who's the other one? Uh, motherfucker. Can't think of him. But they have, a, they have a nasty pass rush. They really do. But outside of that, if you can defend that, I mean, you're, and you're going to have to, you know, get put some weird sets out there. You're going to have to put CJ Uzama out there to, to chip their blocker. But I, f- I think Joe Mixon, from what I've seen, is a pretty good uh, pass blocker. Pass blocker. Yeah, when he needs to be, um, you know, he's he's pretty strong and he can get that get that edge on him. But they just have too many weapons to defend if he has time to throw the ball. I think is what it comes down to. Yeah, no, I don't I don't disagree with you there. So I I, I think both underdogs can win as well. Like you said, the Niners they really got to get they have to. I'm not worried about their defense because the Bucks defense played like ass on Sunday and we saw what the Rams did to him. Uh, if their offense can stay consistent and finish drives, I know that Niners had a lot of stalled drives on really in both their both their playoff wins. Um, and then for the Bengals, like you said, I don't think you're gonna you're not gonna stop Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense. You're just not gonna do it. So the best way to beat him, fucking outscore him. And if you're gonna outscore him, like you said, protect your protect your quarterback. Um, Joe Burrow has done a really good job uh, at winning games when he shouldn't. He you look at that game on Sunday, they set a record for sacks in a game or Saturday. The uh the Titans did, and they still won. And the Titans pass rush sacks in the postseason game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Titans pass rush pass rush isn't nothing to, to to write home about. I mean, it's not nothing. You got what Landry and fucking um I can't remember who else they have, but yeah, nothing, I don't nothing, know. I can't off the top of my head. Nothing crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's and that's a concern with what we had with the Bengals going into this year. That's why we said that they weren't going to be that good because they didn't address that offensive line, and it's showing. Like, don't get me wrong, like it, it's going to be a problem that they're going to have to address in the off season. Uh, but I think they can win. And going back to the 49ers and the fact that I why I think they can win is because Jimmy G has never lost to the Rams. Never. I'm pretty sure he's six and zero against him, isn't he? He's been their quarterback for longer than that. Or maybe he's six and zero in the no, because he hasn't played him six times in the playoffs. He's he he beat him both maybe, times this year. Maybe so. I don't know if he beat him both times last year, or I'm getting or I heard another weird stat, but he's beat him both times this year. Yeah. So, I. I personally, so let's talk about the gambling aspect. Let's dive into it. Um, we're going to dive into the gambling aspect, the gambling alliance. First game, um, I'm not sure of the order of the games. I'm not sure how I feel about the AFC game being first. Uh, I don't know why, because I think it's going to be the better of the two. Uh, but that's just my opinion. But anyway, the AFC game's at 2 o'clock central time on Sunday. Bengals are seven-point dogs. Over-under is 54-and-a-half. I mean, how can you not look at that seven points and think that's that's a whole hell of a lot? <laughs> seven points in a in a conference championship game. That's that's insane. That's absurd. It's silly. It's silly. You'd be you'd be asinine not to bet the Bengals. Let alone if you look at the spread wise on DraftKings, Bengals plus seven is minus one oh five, Chiefs minus seven is minus one fifteen. So the Bengals plus seven is the quote unquote underdog spread pick. Yeah, I, I don't. I would never take the Chiefs in this situation. No, me neither. Me neither. Never. Absolutely. Not. So, 
Yeah, here we go. I'm sorry to to go back to it, but uh, this verified guy on Twitter said Jimmy G is six and zero versus Rams. Wow, that was last week. Damn. Okay. For two weeks. There ago. you go. There you go. So uh, Bengals plus seven is is my pick, um, and I will probably do Bengals money line as well. Plus two sixty, too juicy to ignore. Probably do a little it's bit of both. It's tough. I because then if they cover and don't win, obviously you know you, you lose you lose some value there. But I, I like them both. And I the Niners. This is an easy bet for me. Plus three and a half. Niners against the Rams. Rams three and a half point favorites at home. Over under is forty six. I mean the Rams had to restrict the Niners fans from buying playoff tickets because last time they played it was basically like a Niners home game, and now they're like, ah, oh, fuck it, we're not going to do that. It's gonna be a Niner. It's gonna be a Niners home game again. Oh yeah, nobody in LA cares about them that much. Don't get me wrong. It, we've talked about this many times. It's hard to be a team twice. It's very tough to be a team three times in one season. I love the half here. I love the three yep. and a half. So I'm be taking the half. I also really like a seven point teaser. Bengals plus fourteen. Niners plus ten and a half. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I don't want to touch the over unders on that teaser at all because I could see either of these games. Being I don't want to touch the over unders in any game because I want to root for good games. And I find myself like either rooting for point, and it's it's really frustrating when you're rooting four points and neither team can move the ball for fuck. And it's really frustrating as well when you bet the under and it's a really good game and teams are scoring. So I'm not going to bet the over unders this weekend. Yeah, no, no, I mean, me neither. So. Uh, we both like the dogs. I like the Niners plus three and a half a lot. Like that's honestly to me, like a like honestly like a three to four unit play, maybe even five units because um, we saw the Rams barely squeak it out last weekend against against uh, the the Bucks. They won by three. After this being game could big too. Yeah, this game could easily be like a like a field goal. Like I don't I don't know who it's going to be. I think this game is going to come down to a field goal. I think that. And here, here's my honest opinion about both, about both these games. I like both the underdogs. I like Bengals plus seven, probably like one or two units, probably two units on Bengals plus seven, half unit on Bengals money line. I like Niners plus three and a half, three to four units. I like Niners money line plus 155, like two units. Um, but here's my thing. Like the Niners-Rams game, I see being close to the bitter end. Whoever wins, I don't care who it is, it's going to be by a field goal or something like that. The Bengals game? I think if the Bengals win, it's going to be close all game long, like back and forth, dog fight. Bengals win in their in their natural field goal, but if the Chiefs win, they're going to fucking shit pump them, bro. I think. I think I unfortunately think. So I don't. I don't think the Bengals or Niners run away with the game. I unfortunately think that if both games, if the Niners and Bengals are going to win, it's going to be close games. But I think that the Rams, the direction that they've been heading, even though they haven't done it to the Niners yet, have the ability to shit pump the Niners. And obviously, I think the Chiefs have the ability to shit pump the Bengals either. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. I would like to get two good games, at least one. So, you, and the other thing we're thinking about here is the coaching aspect. I think Andy Reid can out coach Zach Taylor, and you could probably admit that. I don't think Sean McVay can out coach Kyle Shanahan. I really, really don't. I honestly don't think that at all. I don't think Sean McVay can out coach Kyle Shanahan paired with Mike McDaniel's. No, I really and who, don't. And who's who's the Niners' defensive coordinator since uh, 
I know what's his face left for for the Jets, but whoever he is this year is doing a fucking damn good job too. Niners defensive coordinator is uh, Danico Ryan's. Why is he not getting any fucking head head coaching love? Uh, he hasn't. This is like his bit, his first like real like position though, because he's a he's young. Really, he he just got done playing the NFL. When? Two years ago, he's thirty-seven. No. Yeah, bro. Oh, yeah, he he. Oh, I'm sorry. Five years ago. Yeah, what's his coaching? Was yeah, a defensive right. quality control coach for the Niners in seventeen. He was the inside linebackers coach for the Niners in eighteen, from eighteen to twenty, and now he's the defensive coordinator. Do you not? Oh. I mean, D'Amico Ryan's. He was a damn good. Linebacker out of Alabama, yeah. So obviously he's going to be a good fucking defensive coordinator. So I think he needs a couple more years as a defensive coordinator before he gets a head coaching job. Like you said, yeah. When it comes to the betting aspect, like that's why, like I think Bengals for me, like spread and money lines a lesser play, and why Niners spread and money lines a higher play because I think that the coaching staff in San Francisco can out coach the coaching staff in LA. I'm not sure sure that is so certain. For the Bengals, out coaching the out coaching the Chiefs. Yeah, I don't think so. I think they have they just have a lot of talent. Um, I mean, Andy Reid is Andy Reid, and I feel like for them, it's less coaching at this point. I mean, they've made it to four fucking AFC championships in a row. Yeah, yeah, same here. So those I mean, those are bank totals. There's really the not team. a whole lot of coaching you gotta do. The two drunk brothers are riding with with both dogs. Our our more confident dog. I'm I'm gonna say this for me for both of us is probably the Niners is our more confident dog. Um, a Niners Chiefs Super Bowl rematch would be epic, I think too. Um, but I'd much rather see the. I don't Niners want it to Bengals. get to that. No, I'd much rather see Niners Bengals. If I see Rams Chiefs, I honestly might not watch it. To be honest with you, I I was telling myself this. On the on my drive to work, because I talked to myself in the car. Obviously, I think, feel like a lot of people do that. Maybe, uh, hopefully, but <laughs> I was like, dude, if it's nine, if it's Chiefs Rams, I might just go fucking golf that day and hope it's nice or something, and not even watch it. 49ers Bengals would be awesome. I wouldn't give a flying shit who won. Nope, it would be so much fun. I think I honestly would probably just not even. I would just bet player props. And put some money in squares and just let the game ride and have fun watching it. I do have a I do have a future on the Niners to win the Super Bowl. And the so I have futures right now. I have four futures left. I got Niners to win the Super Bowl. Niners win the to win the NFC. So I really hope they win this game at least. I got Bengals to win the NFC, and I got to win the to NFC. Win, yeah, oh, sorry, Bengals <laughs> win the AFC, and the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Hold up. 
Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Of the of those four, the one I don't give a shit about is Chiefs when Super Bowl was like plus 450. And I put $80 out in props at the beginning of the year. If the Bengals win and the Niners win this game, I've already made money in those props. And I could, and like you said, I really wouldn't care. But if the Niners win, it's plus your, two thousand. Your worst case scenario, you could lose all your money. Rams, Chiefs, Rams win the Super Bowl. God damn it! That and honestly, if, if it was Rams, Chiefs, like, am I a bad person for rooting for the Chiefs to, to beat the Rams? Yeah, I would not. I would. I would not talk to you. Would That's crazy. I, I honestly, I don't know who I'd want to win. I don't know. <laughs> I really think I might just stay off my phone for a week. Not fucking talk to anyone, just walk around with headphones on for a week straight. <laughs> and just and when someone asked me who won the uh whatever it is, Super Bowl fifty four. Six, six. Six, I'd be like, don't know, don't care, don't even fucking tell me. I'd re- I really think it would be my least favorite Super Bowl, even higher than Patriots Rams a few years ago. Yeah, that that, that one sucked. Because I wanted the Patriots to win that one because I hated the Rams that much. This one, I hate. These are two of my least favorite teams. Two of my least favorite teams. And sorry, okay. sorry Chiefs fans are listening to this, but I, I need someone new in there. I need Yeah. It. So Chiefs are bo- are bordering on, on Patriots territory for me. Um, so th- those are gambling picks. We obviously like both dogs. Um, player props. We were hot on these on wildcard weekend. <sighs> For your for your for your, for the Patreons out there, I we are sorry. We should really shit the bet on this weekend. I think we do too many overs. But if you so we're uh, here's me here's my thing going to the, going to conference championship weekend. I'm gonna bet on these dogs, and I'm gonna do like one or two player props each game. So Travis, let's each pick one absolute lock right here live on the pod. All our listeners will get it early. It'll obviously be on the Patreon as well. But what is one absolute player prop lock? For both championship games on Sunday. All right, let me see here. Whoops, are they out yet? They are on DraftKings. Passing yards, passing touchdowns. I mean, an absolute lock, not of great value. Joe Burrow over one and a half passing touchdowns, minus one eighty-five. But that's a lock. You really think it's a lock? Two passing touchdowns? I would hope so. I mean, I would hope so. They didn't even score two touchdowns last weekend. Hmm. Um, let's see what else we got then. 
I think for me, I think Joe Mixon over 56 and a half rushing yards is my, is my play. I'm going to go CJ Uzama over 39 and a half yards. Yes, Joe Burrow loves CJ Uzama. That's a good low prop too. Everyone loves a good tight end. So we're going to go the first game. I have Joe Mixon over 56 and a half rushing yards. Actually, hold on a second. I'm going to go Joe Mixon over 86 and a half rushing and receiving yards. Do gets a lot of dump offs in the backfield. So I'm going to actually change mine to Joe Mixon over 86 and a half rushing and receiving yards. Travis is going to do CJ Uzama over 39 and a half receiving yards. Love that one. Late game. Late game. I, there's not a ton out right now. But isn't a ton. I like I have a value one that can save face for Niners betters. OBJ over four and a half catches plus one thirty. Dude's been eaten. You don't want to do over fifty one and a half yards. I think that's way better. I think so too. What what what's the value there then? Minus one twenty. But that, but five catches you almost guarantee fifty two yards. Four catches you have a good chance of getting fifty two yards. Yeah, I like that better anyway. Um, mine is or, or Kyle Yushek over nine and a half. So you didn't get one last week, which scares me. Yeah, you did. You got uh, two. No, he that was the week before. He didn't catch any last week. Mine is going to be uh, Tyler Higby over 40 and a half. I like that one a lot, too. He's been getting a lot of catches lately. So we got two Bengals props and two Rams props for you. That's, that's crazy. it. Think of not sprinkling a little bit. George Kittle under 50 and a half. He hasn't done a lot lately. He really has. Maybe something to look at. He really has. I know he could have that game where he pops off, but he hasn't had much at all lately. Honestly, Cooper Cup's under either. Like I, I don't hate that because the Niners. Hundred and one. Yeah, I mean he had a hundred. So he got he 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 got hot quick last week, then cooled off. And if it wasn't for that big ass play at the end, he wouldn't hit his. That is true. That is true. We're gonna stick with our OBJ over fifty one and a half yards and Tyler Higby over forty. And then over 86 and a half, Joe Mixon rushing and receiving. Travis got CJ Uzama. So you you got you tight end, baby. T- two tight end overs. Yeah. Two tight end overs. I don't hate it. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna look at a couple T D scores real quick. If you had to pick a first T D score in both games, this is just obviously for fun. Nothing like on, on the books. First T D score. Not any time, but first T D score. And Bengals Chiefs. Who do you think's like one you're like, oh, I could see that happening? I think Tyler Boyd at plus eighteen hundred is is good value. Byron Pringle. I was looking at him too. Yeah, plus fourteen hundred for Byron Pringle. So there you go. Byron Pringle and T- Tyler Boyd plus fourteen hundred and plus eighteen hundred respectively in the late game. Mizzou just late. lost by one. Are you shitting me? It's a number one Auburn. They had the ball. 
and it went out of play. I think on the offensive rebound, time ran out. Nope. Fuck. Auburn missed the jumper with four seconds left in it. Like tipped off some fingertips and then went out with zero seconds. That's Mizzou luck. But hey, they covered. Um, you lose by one to the number one team in the country. They got something yeah. going right. I know, yeah. Niners and Rams, first TD scorer. Man, OBJ's looking enticing too here at plus 900. Niners, Rams, first TD scorer. I'm trying to think. The the Niners have some obscure ass shit. Like Kyle Yushek obviously is honestly like not a terrible bet. Mm, he doesn't really get too much of red zone action though. Or like Trey like Trey Lance, like when they bring Trey Lance on those goal line possessions. I would never bet that. Plus four thousand. I'm trying to, I think it would be I think the Rams are gonna score the first touchdown in that game. I think that's safe to say. So I would go, I would lean. Kendall Blanton <laughs> again, <laughs> again plus four thousand. The zoo boy. No, I would not. I would not. Ah, uh, that's fucking tough. It's got to be OBJ. Oh, I, I I don't mind Higby though too. Yeah, Higby no OBJ or Higby. OBJ is plus plus nine hundred. Higby's plus thirteen hundred. So there we go. So. That is what we think is going to happen on Conference Championship Weekend. You can subscribe to the Patreon for all of our plays. We're on a little bit of a, of a cold streak the last couple of days, but we'll pick it back up. We, we always win. Uh, we'll touch on this real quick before we wrap up the show. Um, UFC 270 Aftermath, the really only fight that I – the only two fights we should talk about are the, are the co-main and the main event. Devin's Figueredo versus uh, Brandon Moreno. Travis and I both think Devin's Figueredo should not have won that fight. Oh, it was horrible. And I wanted him to win, and that was terrible. Yeah. If you do not beat the champ convincing, you don't deserve to get it back. They're obviously going to run that back for a fourth time. You almost have to because one, one, and one right now, technically. They had a, they had a draw. Uh, figure out a one-by decision this last bout. And Moreno, uh, did, did TKO him last time or submit him? I think he submitted him. So, if you're asking me, Moreno's technically winning the overall trilogy as, as of right now. But – They'll right. probably run it back for a fourth time. Talk about Nganu versus Cyril Gang. Nganu showed another level to his game that makes him insanely dangerous in that heavyweight division. Yeah, that was nuts. It was insane to watch. It was fun to watch. Uh, it was especially fun to watch considering we had Francis Nganu and seeing so many people that didn't know UFC that bet Cyril Gan. Uh, it was awesome. All these fucking awesome casuals in UFC, I mean, I hate to call people casual that took Cyril Gaon if you're not a casual, but how could you not bet Francis Ngannou at plus money? I mean, the, dude, the dude's only lost to, like, the best fighters around, and you're going to – I mean, Cyril Gaon was 10-0. I get that. People saw that, saw him 10-0, saw him close to, like, the, the even money line value and just took him, like, the fuck out of here. No way. Yeah. So I guess for him, you got to give him Stipe again. Okay. <sighs> John Jones talking a lot of shit on Twitter for somebody who hasn't fought in forever. He should not be talking shit because if Francis can wrestle like that, John Jones is in trouble. Um, well, he said, he said, I might just stay retired then. But then he came he... out. No, then he came out later and said, I'm just kidding. I'd, I, I'd whoop both those guys or some shit like that. I'm like, come on, man. Like, I mean, that's just, 
how he is, who he's, what he's going to say. Obviously, he's not going to back down like that. That fight's not going to happen. Um, I think it's going to be. I think it's got to be Stipe. Francis right? Stipe three. Francis Stipe three because they are they are one and one. Stipe mm-hmm. beat him in the first bout, went, went five rounds to a decision, and obviously Ngannou knocked him out. Uh, with Ngannou's improved wrestling, I saw a funny meme. I know you're not a huge fan of Kamar Usman, neither am I, but because they're because him and Ngannou are teammates, it, it was like a picture of them side by side, and it said on under Usman it said started KOing. And under Francis, it says started wrestling because obviously Usman was known for wrestling and, and Ghana's known for KOing, and they kind of switched styles. So maybe they're learning from each other. But Francis Ghana does, to me, one of the most unexpected and impressive performances I've seen out of a, out of a championship fight in a, in, in a very long time. Yeah, it was very impressive. Uh, he didn't look great on his feet, but he did enough to get the job done. Yeah. And that's at the end of the day. That's all that really matters. Just enough to get the job done. So with that being said, we're almost done with 150. Episode 150. But I got one more fun question that we've never talked about on this podcast that I want to talk about right now. And it's what do you think is the most unbreakable sports record of all time, in your opinion? Most unbreakable sports record. What do you what do you think it is? So I'm going back and forth. I got two baseball records in my in, in my mind. That's what I, I was leaning with one just off the top of my head, and I think I'm gonna stick with it. Is yours Cal Ripken? No. What's yours? Joe DiMaggio. The hit the hit streak. 50, 56 games. It's, nobody's even come close, man. No, that I can remember. Every people might get to like close to twenty. I don't. I don't recall anyone in my recent years or watching sports, watching baseball. It's gotten in the thirties. Yeah, so that's a great one. So I, had, I don't think that's everyone broken, especially. Sorry to interrupt, but no. especially with how good and how fast pitchers are getting, I don't think it's going to happen. No, that's that's I didn't honestly didn't think of that one. I'm kind of pissed off at him. I feel like baseball records are probably the hardest to break. Yeah, uh, because both sides of the game are getting so much more difficult. Um, mine was going to be either Cal Ripken's consecutive game streak, um, but I'm not going to go with that. I'm actually going to go with strikeouts in a game. It is at 20 right now. Is that super old though? No, the last player to do is Max Scherzer in 2016. Okay, but that's what I was going to say because they have those. They have some records in baseball that date back to like the 1800s, back when pitchers pitched like 50 games, 60 games a year. Yeah, and that's just not going to happen. Now but, that's that that's in a nine inning game. The record overall is 21, but like you said, I was a pitcher back in the 60s, Tom Chaney. Uh, had 21 strikeouts and 16 innings pitched, which is insane, in a game in 1962. Um, but overall, it's 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 20, um, in a, in a nine inning game. Who did so, you say that was? Clayton Kershaw. No, uh, Max Scherzer did it in 2016. Max Scherzer in 2016. Kerry Wood did it in 1998. Roger Clemens did it twice in 96 and 86. 
both of the Boston Red Sox and Randy Johnson did it once uh, in 2001. Randy Johnson also did 19 twice as well in the same season. Jesus. Yeah, baseball records are going to be tough to beat just because I feel like as the game evolves, it's a lot harder. For football, it's becoming a more offensively-minded game, so a lot of those records are going to get broken. Well, even uh, even on defense, like uh, Xavier Howard last year tied the interceptions record. Yeah. Did Trayvon I mean, Diggs break it this year? Oh, no, sorry. He didn't tie it. He, he was the most ever – no, he didn't. He didn't break it. But like the, but those are all easy because it's a more, like I said, offensive-minded game. It gives more opportunities for the defense. TJ Watt just broke the sack record. I mean, and only he only played twelve games. So, I mean, football yeah. records are easy to break. Uh, hockey records are getting easier to break. Uh, basketball records obviously will always be easier to break for offensive players. I think base workers, like you said, are going to be hard to break on both sides of the ball because both pitchers and hitters are, are getting more advanced. So strikeouts in a game, I don't see anybody getting over 20 for a long, long time. No, me either. I don't see anyone getting that hit streak in a long, long time. I don't think it no. ever happens. No, yours is yours is that, yours is better than mine. 20 may 21 strikeouts may happen, but think about that. 21 strikeouts, bro. You almost got to pitch a full game. And strike out two hitters an inning. Yeah, more two hitters, crazy. More two hitters, because two hitters an inning at nine innings is only eighteen. Not going to happen. I mean, it's going to be tough for sure. But it's going to be tough, ladies and gents. It's going to do it for episode one fifty. Make sure you subscribe to us and listen, and give us a five star rating wherever you listen. Hit up the Patreon. Let us know how you're doing. Gamble with us. College basketball is really heating up. Football's winding down. We got this USFL thing that's coming up in the spring. We're going to try to bet on that. We'll see how the fuck that goes. Uh, but we love y'all. Keep listening, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.